Hello and welcome to another edition of Another Chance for Youth. My name is Doug. I'll be your host this evening as we're going to be talking about scholarships and how to apply and what that how that affects your financial aid. Hello and welcome to the podcast for Another Chance for Youth. We are the global connecting place for all things in relation to youth all across the globe. As Franklin Roosevelt says, we cannot always build a future for our youth, but we can build our youth for the future. Get connected. All right. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another chance for youth. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about scholarships tonight. But before we jump into scholarships too much, Alexis, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So tonight we're going to be talking about scholarships. And so before we jump into it too far, I have to ask, when you were in high school and you were getting ready to go to college, did you apply for a lot of scholarships? Um, I was told about scholarships. I did not apply to any of any of them. Okay. All right. Well, you know, and that is something that I hear a lot is that students uh, or parents will be told about scholarships. And sometimes, and I'm not saying this about your case, but sometimes what I hear is students, they don't apply for scholarships because, A, they don't think they're going to get it. That's ah, a waste of time. And, yes, there's going to be a lot of scholarships that you're going to apply for that you may not qualify for or you may not receive. But I would argue that it's not a waste of your time that you need to be filing out for, uh, scholarship applications. The other thing is they find that it's very complicated or they don't understand. And a lot of times I think that really just comes for students – not wanting to have to put in the work and the eth- uh, the work and the effort, uh, because sometimes they'll ask you to write maybe a, a paragraph or a, not really a paper, but they'll ask you to write a little bit uh, about maybe what your future goals are or your dreams or where you want to go to college, et cetera, or they might even provide you a topic to talk about. And I think sometimes students just find that to be a hassle or a challenge. So please don't let any of that stop you or keep you from applying for scholarships because that's that's a great way to have your college uh, paid for in the process. So we're talking about scholarships, but before we jump in and talk about the, some of the different scholarships that are out there, a couple of things I want to talk about, and one is don't be scammed when it comes to scholarships. So what do I mean by don't be scammed when it comes to scholarships? Well, scholarships is a free free thing, right? Um, and, and it's money that's going to be awarded to you. So there's a lot of schemes that, that are out, that's going on out there, uh, almost too many to, to really keep track of. So a rule of thumb that I have is if a scholarship search or a committee is asking you to write a $500 check or a $1,000 check, and they will guarantee that they'll find you $10,000 worth of scholarships, it's probably too good to be true. What I mean by that is, especially in today's environment, when you have Google and the Internet, what a lot of these uh, scam artists will do is they will go, they'll cash your check, you'll pay them $500, 
And then they just go out and they find up to $10,000 worth of scholarship applications, print them off to you, send them back to you in the mail, and they've technically fulfilled their end of the bargain. So just be very careful when it comes to to, uh, paying for some type of scholarship advice. Scholarships are typically free, something that you don't have to pay back. So just as a word of caution, if somebody's asking you for money, kind of like the the FAFSA that we were talking about in our last episode, if somebody's asking you for money to complete the free application for federal student aid or for scholarships, you're probably at the wrong site and something that you shouldn't be doing. So I hope that makes sense uh, to our audience and to parents um, in terms of that. The second piece of advice I would give you would really not be for this upcoming senior class, but really for the junior class about scholarships. Typically, and I know we're in the COVID world, but typically what happens is at the end of the year, a lot of times they have some type of honor banquet or scholarship reception to honor the seniors that are receiving scholarships or have received awards. I know at my high school many moons ago, that's what we had. And a lot of times they'll have a program, okay? They'll have a program there. And so one thing that I would encourage junior sophomores, even freshmen, to go to those senior events, wish your senior class well, but also to pick up a program. Anybody want to guess? Alexa, you want to guess why I'm telling you to pick up a program for an event that's not even going to have you as a recipient for? Because I'll list all the scholarships that they're winning so you can do research on them. Absolutely. You're exactly right. So now somebody, let the seniors work for you. Now you've already had somebody do your homework for you. So not only do you have a list of scholarships, typically at these events, you're going to have somebody stand up there and say, you know, Doug won a $500 scholarship or a $1,000 scholarship or $250 scholarship. My point is, a lot of times, somebody's going to tell you not only what the scholarship amount is, they're going to tell you the name. A lot of times, they'll even get up there and give a quick little presentation regarding what the scholarship is about. So it's a good way to get a lot of information without doing a lot of work. I hope that makes sense to our audience here this evening. So go there. And the other thing that's beneficial in this whole process now you've got a name. And why do I say that's important with the name? Because if I am there presenting, usually I'll pre- uh, announce who I am, my relationship to the, the, the scholarship committee. And a lot of times what happens is the individuals that's awarding is either the chairman or the chairwoman of the organization or of that particular committee. But now you've got the name of the scholarship, how much, what it's all about, and you have a name. So when you go to ask about XYZ scholarship, you can say, oh, I heard Doug speak about this at XYZ. So a lot of good information there that can be done for a little of nothing other than maybe about an hour worth of your time. So juniors and sophomores, and as a freshman, I would encourage you to go because typically those scholarships are are going to change. So from a three-year period, you might have a lot of repeat the same scholarships over and over, but you're also going to um, discover a few new ones along the way. So 
I, I think that's just a couple of good rules of advice. Don't pay for scholarship searches. And number two, go to your senior night uh, presentation, especially if you're an underclassman, to grab some information, some free information that will help you make some decisions moving um, when you start get ready to apply for applications in the scholarship search. The other thing I would talk about um, when it comes to scholarships, don't, don't wait till the last minute to complete the scholarship applications. Make sure that you are completing those applications in a timely manner because nobody wants to wait until the last minute, and a lot of other people are probably going to be waiting for the, to the last minute to apply for those. The other thing is, if you're, what happens if your internet goes down? Or what happens if you actually have to mail the application in? And if you're waiting on the U.S. mail in today's environment, it's a little slow. So you don't want to cut it too close in the process. So make sure that you give yourself plenty of time when filling out the application. Now, the other thing you want to take in consideration is don't skip questions. If you don't know an answer or it doesn't apply to you, I think it's okay to go out there and write N-A, not applicable, meaning it doesn't apply to you. But don't leave things blank uh, because, in, you know, if, if somebody's looking at 50 different applications, they're probably looking for a reason why to reject people because a lot of those students may be very competitive and they, they're looking for some reason to eliminate some somebody. Alexa, were you getting ready to say something? No. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. So just make sure that you uh, are applying for those uh, scholarships early and providing all the information that they're asking for. And I'm a big fan of not – you can never add or provide too much information because you want to be able to stand out others. And, you know, like I said, if you're in 4-H or if you were in this club or in that club, a lot of times they want to see leadership, uh, things that you've done. They want to see that you're involved in sports, but they want to see that you're involved in more than just sports. They also want to see that you're involved in activities, not only in school but in the community as well. So make sure that uh, you're active. The other thing that I would encourage you to do if you can, just stop and be a member. Try to be a leader in an organization. Uh, maybe it's an officer. Maybe you're the, the president or the treasurer of an organization, or you sit on a committee. Just showing up and saying that you're a member I think is great, but you want to show that you have been active in that organization or that club and that you are actively participating you're just not a member in name only. So I think that you you want to take take some of that in consideration when you're not only uh, applying for scholarships, but when you're going with organizations as well in terms of that. So the more the merrier. The other thing you can do is when they're asking for different applications, um, might ask for you to write different things. I'm a big fan of trying to keep things unique. I wouldn't have one standard form that says who I am or what my goals are. Try to relate it or change it up at least a little bit to reflect the scholarship that you're applying for. Now, that may or may not work in every single case, uh, but uh, the more that you can do that uh, and really have a tie in, uh, I really think is going to help. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back from the break, we'll continue talking about scholarships. 
Oh, man. Every time I think about the children in the world today, I begin to smile because I know we all have said it. We were all children once, and we all want to be grown. And when you become grown, you want to become a kid again. Man, I'm telling you, our kids have the best opportunity in life as long as we do what we're supposed to do. This is Twanda with another chance for youth. I want to share with everyone that listens that we are super excited about another chance for youth, what we're doing, and so much that the future holds. If you have no idea who we are, please purchase our book. We'll be available everywhere you can purchase books and on our website called Why Another Chance for Youth. Also, we have several campaigns that we're working on, and one is on bullying. You could also get our workbook on bullying from our website as well. We are so super excited about everything that's going on in the world and for the children. Please connect with us, support the movement, join the campaign, and remember what we do today can help the youth tomorrow. All right. Well, we were talking before the break some of the do's and the don'ts uh, in terms of scholarships. We were also talking about some things to take in consideration uh, you know, one thing you don't want to do is pay for a scholarship search. Go to, to something you want to do is go to your high school event. And in terms of that, the internet is a great source to look for information. Um, just remember, just be a little bit careful when you're providing information, because I know the internet can be a a great place to find a lot of information there, but it can also be a place where it, it's uh, taking information. Uh, and just kind of stealing information, and then you're going to be hounded with all kinds of different emails, et cetera. And it may be even some things that uh, you didn't even think that you were applying for. So just be careful uh, in terms of that, and uh, just know that when you uh, submit things on the Internet, you may or may not be getting exactly what you want. So uh, I can't stress enough about just being careful when you're uh, supplying information on the Internet. The other thing that I would encourage you to do is check with your parents at where they work. A lot of times uh, they have scholarships that are available through your uh, parents' uh, employment opportunities. I know that I've even seen some that says that it could be a cousin or a nephew, some type of relation. So maybe you have an aunt and uncle working at a particular uh, organization or a business. And you may be able to apply there as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be a son or daughter. I'm not telling you every single organization is going to do that. All I'm telling you to do is check it out because uh, there are some organizations that will do that as well. And then, of course, you know the big uh, scholarships like the Coca-Cola and Ford, et cetera. They have all kinds of different scholarships, Walmart, et cetera, that you you don't necessarily have to be an employee of. Um, Again, check the deadlines because they're going to be very – strict on the deadlines and some of the formatting that you have to do. So make sure that you follow that information uh, complete. The other thing I would tell you is just because you don't think you have a high enough GPA, 
I wouldn't be discouraged from uh, applying from some some of these scholarships. Now, you'll be surprised some of the smaller scholarships may not have anybody that actually applies for the scholarships. There's, you always hear these articles of hundreds and thousands of scholarships that, that go on unawarded each other, each year. Some of that is because of the way that they've been set up, because of the donor's request. And I always like to joke around that you have to have blue hair, left-handed, and ride a bicycle from this part of town. Sometimes they can be that specific in terms of requirements. And, again, I'm having a little bit of fun here talking about some of the, the requirements there. But, you know, if you're a left-handed person, there may be a scholarship out there that is for left-handed people. I'm not here to tell you that there is or isn't. I'm just saying don't don't just think of the traditional scholarships. There may be some scholarships that are out there for a particular type of student, like a left-handed student, et cetera, um, in, in terms of that. Alexa, let me stop here and say, you know, you're, you're kind of like the audience ombudsman, making sure that I'm I'm on track here. Does this stuff make sense to you? Um, it does make sense. I think that if you want to find a free way to pay for your college and not owe thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, scholarships are the way to go. But if I were you, I did a podcast on how to plan for what lies ahead. If you're going to go the scholarship route, like Doug said, they are strict with their requirements and their deadlines, so you better put those dates in your planner so you do not forget. Because the last thing I want to happen is for you to miss the deadline, realize that your loans are going to cover everything, and you needed that scholarship to help pay for something, and then now you're shut out of luck until the following year. Then the following year, because you're a college you already went to college. More scholarships are geared towards high school students than they are towards college students. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? And and that's a great point. And I'm glad you actually brought that up because something else that we want to take into consideration, just because you know maybe this we we got a mom or a dad listening to this um, this podcast this evening. That doesn't necessarily mean that uh, scholarships. Uh, cannot be for uh, non-traditional students or returning students. So we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes when we get back from the break. Hi, this is Alexis with some Youth Buzz News. Emily Poland isn't old enough to vote, but that isn't going to stop her from being a positive factor come election time. Poland, a 17-year-old senior at Julia Reynolds Masterman High School in Center City, has taken a national initiative to the local level. It's called the Poll Hero Project, and it aims to recruit students to work the polls on election day. Like Poland, you don't have to be 18 to make a difference. I feel very happy and satisfied with the work that I'm doing, said Poland, who lives in the Boston section of Northeast Philadelphia. This is a way that I can make my voice heard since I am only 17 and not able to vote. Everyone's voice needs to be heard, and this is my way of making sure people can express themselves and make the election a success. It's something we can do to protect our democracy and make the world a better place. Way to go, Emily, and 
for all the youth listening, volunteer if you can on Election Day. Back to the show. All right. That was that was a good and hey, we're we're less than a month away from the election, so yes, yeah, something to keep in, in in mind consideration. Now, we were talking right before the break is how I wanted to talk about how um non traditional students, you may be, be eligible for a uh, a scholarship as well. And the reason I even though I know we're talking about youth here, I also wanna make sure that um, you know, mom and dad you are a, a big role model for, for your student, for your child. And having you go back to college to be able to help with the family is is something that uh, we want to talk about as well and, and not shy away from. So, you know, just because we think of college as being traditionally the 18 to 21-year-olds going to college, that's not true. In today's environment, we have all kinds of different students from somebody in their 80s to, to 18 to 19-year-olds going. So don't let that be a, a, a stopper for you, a showstopper. And um, take that in consideration that that may be something for you that you can be a, a good role model. And I say all this because there's a good chance that there's a scholarship for you that you're coming in as a uh, returning adult. Maybe you don't have your high school uh, diploma, but you have a GED. There may be scholarships out there for for individuals that have a GED uh, as well. So just know that there's all kinds of different uh, scholarships out there. There's also scholarships out there for transfer students. Uh, Maybe your institution um, has scholarships for transfer students out there. So I would, you know, definitely take that in consideration I would um, consider that if you're transferring from one institution to another, because I think a lot of times people think of scholarships only for high school students. And while the majority of those scholarships are probably for those high school students, just know that there's also scholarships for other types of population out there, whether you're a returning adult, a transfer student. uh, Those are also options for you as well to keep in keep in mind and can keep in consideration. Okay. So um, the other thing when it comes to scholarship is apply, 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 right? You can never apply for too many scholarships. And even if you think it's a stretch, let somebody tell you no, that you're uh, not going to be eligible for that scholarship. And so, because you never know what's going to happen. It might be your lucky day, and there might not be a lot of students that are actually apply for a particular scholarship. And you might, I hate to say it, but luck in. And sometimes being lucky is better than being good, right, the, the old saying that, that happens there. So uh, make sure that you apply for those scholarships. Um, fill it out. Most of them are online anymore. And like I said, just, just do some Google searches of scholarships available the other thing is check with the institution that you're going to be attending or the institutions that you're looking at attending because they will have scholarship information out there as well. The thing that I would caution you on when it comes to scholarship, there are some free sites that look legit that are bad scholarships, okay? And so just be careful, and if you have any questions, I would really talk to your local financial aid office um, most of the time, or your admissions office, because between the admissions and the financial aid office, 
those offices are going to have good relationships. They're going to see a lot of these scholarships come in, and they're going to have some type of rapport. Now, not all the times. Every once in a while, financial aid office will get a scholarship they've never seen before, and they might have to do some research for you. Uh, but they're, they're a good they're a good place to start and a good resource uh, for you to, to, to look for some of the scholarship information in terms of that. And a lot of times they have it broken down on their site. I know a, a couple of schools uh, that come off the top of my head that have it listed by counties. It has every foundation in the state, that particular state that, uh, that they're in, foundation office for the county, not for the school's foundation, but for the county foundation. And you click on that, and a lot of them list their scholarships for their seniors. So there's all kinds of different places that you can look, and it never hurts to pick up the phone or send a quick email to somebody and even ask them if they have a scholarship. You know, sometimes scholarships happen in places that you never think of in terms of that. But when we think of scholarships, typically we think of free money, something that you do not have to pay back. Most of them will, will probably tell you that they have to, you have to be full-time or at least going 12 credit hours in order to receive that scholarship. Not every single one of them. Some of them might say you can go half-time, et cetera. But check on the details and don't assume anything. I think that's probably the best thing that we can tell you here is check the details, don't assume anything, because that's when you really get yourself in trouble, is when you assume that you know the answer. And I think that's where a lot of students, like I said, will, will uh, get in trouble in the process. And I say get in trouble because they received the funds later and they didn't realize that they needed to do X, Y, and Z in order to, to, to get that scholarship fund. So just make sure that you write, read the fine detail and that um, you know what you're applying for, how much. Now, the other thing that I will tell you is most scholarships uh, in the financial aid office, when that is money received, is it's divided into two. So unless the scholarship says specifically that it needs to go for one semester or the other, most of the time the financial aid office will divide that into two, meaning half will go in the fall, half will go in the spring term. Okay, so just a little uh, things, food for thought to keep in consideration uh, in terms of that you need to go full-time in most of the cases, and then a lot of times you're going to divide that scholarship out half in the fall, half in the spring for you in terms of that. So, well, let's I know we're getting close to the end of our show here, and so any last-minute parting words that you uh, have for, for our audience tonight? The only putting words that I have are I do encourage you to apply for scholarships because it is free money and something that you don't have to pay back. So that's great ways to help of reducing loans. Just make sure you pay attention very closely to those deadlines and make sure you get it in before that deadline because sometimes um, they count it from the day it's post stamped at your post office. So because of COVID, Mail is slow, so early is better than late and even better than not at all. Yes, no, I think that's that's good advice. So just stay in contact. Um, make sure that uh, you go out and um, apply because you're not going to win anything unless you apply. So, And then the last piece of advice is 
don't pay for anything. It, it's free advice. It's, it should be free funds. So be very careful if somebody's going to ask you for some money. So uh, for something that you can do that research on your own. So I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your scholarship searches. And like I said, apply in the process because that's the only way that you're going to know if you're going to receive anything is if you apply. So until we meet again, everybody stay safe, and we'll talk to you again next time on Another Chance for Youth. Have a good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We really hope that you enjoy the time with us and our great topic. If you have a great topic or something you really want to hear about, please contact us on our website at ac4y.org. Once again, that is ac4y.org. Until the next time, remember, in youth we learn, in age we understand.